and the merit of our sponsor Holly Noble, and Rafur Shalema Menachem Mendel Bitsar Bachar, Rafur Shalema Lisheva Bat Navar, Rafur Shalema Yosef Ben Devora, Yosef Aki Ben Devora, Chaya Bada Ben Dudu. Okay, we're going to start. Okay, today you're going to get an amazing, amazing class. This is one of the classes that helped me um, deal with my mind. I, I think I've done a good job of mastering my mind because of this class. Um, there's no question that as once you become better at, at watching what goes into your mind, you have a different subconscious. Once you have a different subconscious, your, your brain will actually help you, not go against you. So there's a difference between being mindful and having your mind full. You understand? When you're mindful, you can control your mind. When your mind is full, you have no control of your mind. So that's the, that's the, big, that's the big aha moment that you guys are going to have to get tonight. Um, so this class is really, we're going to give you again, I, I'm all into tools. I've been to many classes where you get, okay, you get a nice motivation, but you don't get a tool. Without the proper tools, what are, what are you going to do with it? Okay, you got, you got, okay, nice class, you got an hour, then you come back, you still got the same negative thoughts, you don't know how to deal with them. So that's what really we want to attack. We want to attack, my whole thing is function tools. I've, I've literally studied maybe 30, 40 psychology books, and at the end, oh, just about thinking, positive thinking, mindfulness. And Rab Nachman's got the memory. He's got, he's got it on point. And if you can master this, this class, you will understand how you can change your whole life. But you have to be mindful. Mindful is going to be, you have to be constantly present about what you're thinking about. Okay? So again, a lot of people nowadays, you see a lot of people are questioning God, but they're not questioning their thoughts. They're questioning God. All day long they're questioning God, but they're not questioning their thoughts. Right? All day, why, why did God do this to me? Why don't you question, why are you thinking like this? <laughs> Always God, why God did this to me? God did that to me. Why are you thinking like this all the time? So if we don't change people's perceptions, then that's, that becomes the reality. You see a lot of times people tell me, you know what? I don't even have time to think. You know, this is people, I don't have time to think. I don't have time to breathe. Okay, well that's not too good. Because you don't have time to think or time to breathe, then this is exactly what the Yetzirah wants from you. We have to understand a very key, there's a couple key things you have to understand. You were born with two yuds. Animals were born with one yuds. That means we were born with a yetzer tov and a yetzer hara in our mind constantly. So you have to realize which thoughts are coming from the yetzer tov and which thoughts are coming from the evil inclination. You got to get this right. You have to understand that. You were born with two yuds. Yetzer tov is when you think positively, when you're thinking things you want to think about, when you, when you focus on things you want to focus on. The yetzer hara is going to show you what's wrong with your life. The Yetzir Tov is going to show you what's good with your life. So these two things you have to understand, this is in Parshish Bereshit. Right off the bat, he's telling you, Hashem's telling you, by the way, He has to give you this challenge, otherwise everybody wins. If everybody doesn't have a Yetzir then everybody wins. What's the purpose of creation? If everybody can think positively. But the fight that the reward comes when you fight your negative thoughts. When you fight, when you, when you define them, when you question them. You understand? People think they are their thoughts. I can think right now that I'm in Hawaii. Am I in Hawaii? No, I'm in West 60 Highway right now. I'm in the middle of Miami. I'm not in Hawaii. But the problem is when people believe what they think about, that causes their reality. You understand? Tools, your brain, your brain uses tools as, a, tools are electromagnetic impulses. They're not, they're not you. You, you are a soul that uses your brain to get to a destination. You are not your, your thoughts. Very important. These are key, key basics that you have to understand. Because you think, I, I'm thinking like this, therefore I am it. It's not true. A thought is, is base, c- comes to you based on your previous history, all your previous 
uh, your childhood, etc. This is your basically your subconscious is basically eighty percent of your memory. So you are not the thought. You can actually change it. You have to understand that. The problem is when we believe the thoughts. You know, in life, you can't say, "Oh, positive thinking, positive thinking, positive thinking." We're going to come. It's not so true. Because you're going to have to basically look at your life like I have a garden in front of me that if I don't invest time in pulling the weeds out of my life, they're going to grow and they're going to destroy me. Weeds don't need any motivation to grow. We know when you have a weed, it's going to grow in a crack, it's going to grow in a window, it's going to grow wherever it wants to be. Weeds don't need. So your, our job is to be mindful. Oh, by the way, I have a weed in my garden. I have to take it out. If I don't take that weed out, Guess what's going to happen? It's going to overtake all the garden. It's going to take my whole, mind, my whole mind. So our job is to be mindful of to realize, wow, I have weeds in my garden. And every day I'm going to have weeds in my garden. And I have to realize that every day I have to really, really work on focusing on what I want, not what I don't want. We know v negative thoughts are like Velcro. They stick. They stick. But good thoughts, you have to actually create them. To, to, to think positively, you have to work. This doesn't come to you. You don't get, oh, what a great thought I got today. No, you have to sit there and work. And you have to fight. And that's the difference between one guy and another. So we're going to give you a tremendous tool to, to deal with. And again, our thoughts, our stress in our life is not about the situation. It's what our thoughts about the situation. You understand? Two guys can have, it could be raining outside. Two guys can have a retail store, right? One guy could say, you know what? It's raining today. What his meaning is, I'm not making any money today. Everybody's going to stay home. Nobody's going to shop. Nobody's going to feel like shopping. Another guy sees the same rain and says, you know what? Everybody goes shopping when it rains. One guy's happy. One guy's depressed. Same situation, different meanings. Different meanings. It's whatever you want to be right. You understand? Whatever your reality. Why are negative thoughts so dangerous? It's because, we're, because it says you have to be careful to watch the thoughts of your heart. That means negative thoughts affect your heart. What happens? You start thinking about something, you become depressed. Right? You become depressed. So negative thoughts depress you. Negative thoughts give you anxiety. So the first thing they do is they attack the heart. That's why it's so important. Because you could be all of a sudden have a perceived danger that gets to you, and all of a sudden you're depressed for no reason, only because you're interpreting life the way it is. Very, very, very dangerous way of thinking about it. You understand? So we have to exit our mind and enter the moment. People are, are always... You, know, they're, they're, you have to exit your mind. The difference between to get the edge on your thoughts is you almost have to realize that your thoughts can either help you or the thoughts, your thoughts can actually destroy you. You have an option. They can actually be your tool. For example, I programmed in my mind. Two years ago, I told myself every single day, I have energy, I have energy, I have energy, I have energy. Five minutes a day, I would say, I have so much energy, I have, I'm never tired. Guess what? Anytime I feel like I'm a little tired, all of a sudden, my subconscious says, I have energy. Another guy says, I'm tired all the time. I'm tired. Oh, I'm so tired all the time. So anytime he wants to do something, nah, you're tired. So you can actually hack your brain. You can hack your brain, believe it or not. If you really do this bodhidut and you focus on your mind, you can actually hack your brain, believe it or not, and you can, because your, your brain doesn't know the difference between true or false. Your brain does not know the difference. Doesn't know the difference if it's something is true, something is false. Absolutely no true. Is she Moroccan or is she Ashkenazi? Your brain wouldn't know the difference. You would know, but your brain would absolutely have no idea until you get home. So again, our either, our either, either our brain is, thoughts are merely tools for the soul. 
In other words, you are not, you are not an intellect. Understand that. You are not your thoughts. You got to get, there's a couple fundamental things you have to understand. People tell me, I'm thinking about this. I said, you are a soul. That's why I tell people, you're not born with an alcoholic soul. You're not born with a depressed soul. You're born with a soul that has to do a specific mission. Now, you have obstacles. According to what meaning, that becomes your reality. So either your soul is going to help you reach your destiny, or your soul is going, or your thoughts are going to be your critic. They're going to criticize you. Why are you doing this? Why are you going here? You're not good enough to get married. You're not, it's never going to work out. You understand the difference? Either it's going to be used as a, as a tool to help you, or it's going to be called your inner critic. That's Amalek. That's Amalek. That's what we have to destroy Amalek. Amalek represents self-doubt. So every time you hear the word, I can't do this, it's, I can't do this because of this, every time you say an excuse, realize that's coming from the Yitzhahara. Realize it's coming from the Yitzhahara. Your job is to realize. It's not true. I can do it. But you have to master your mind to realize, wow, I can't let five hours go until I realize what I'm thinking about because I just lost five hours. You understand the problem? This has to be caught on in a minute or two. Oh, this is not true. This is false. But when, you, when all of a sudden you let five hours go and you, you sit there and par you're paralyzed five hours about thinking about something, then you waste the five hours of your day. If that continues to happen, you, you pretty much, you're, you're out 33% of your day. <laughs> Just thinking and being paralyzed about stupidity. So that's why we have to be mindful versus having a mindful. Very big difference. Very big difference. We have to exit our mind and enter the moment. The power of now is, is basically saying that I have the ability, every single day is a brand new day. Every single day, God contracts my, Himself to me to give me hints. We're going to talk about that right now. So what did the Misilai Yisharim, he says something very, he says something amazing. He says, what, it seems so easy to talk about this. Why, isn't, why are people not mastering it? It seems so easy, right? Just think about a tool, a critic. It seems so easy, right? It's not. That's exactly what the Yetzirah wants to do. In chapter, chapter 2, he says, the Misilai Yisharim says something very beautiful. He says, this is actually the tactic of the Yetzirah. What does it do? It burdens people constantly with toil, it makes you chase something. Whatever you do, you're always chasing something. Who knows what you're chasing? Chasing money, chasing girls, chasing this, chasing kavod, chasing this. You're always chasing something. That's what the Yetzirah wants you to do. Go on a wild goose chase, right? To the point where you don't have any time to contemplate on anything. That's his, his job is to make you busy with shtiot. So you're just busy. What are you doing? Where are you going? I don't know. I'm busy. People, what, what are you thinking about? I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm busy. I'm, everybody, I'm busy. I'm busy. Do you have time to do this? No, no, I'm busy. I'm busy. What are you busy doing? It's not a lack of time. It's a lack of direction. It's not a lack of time. People have plenty of time. The difference between a billionaire and a beggar is 24 hours. Billionaire has 24 hours. A beggar has 24 hours. They got the same 24 hours. The difference is between one and the other. One guy uses his time wisely. Another guy doesn't. It's the same 24 hours. Nobody gets more time than you. You just have to be able to maximize the 24 hours that you have. So he's saying here, <coughs> Yetzirah wants you to burden you to the point where you, where you are not left any free time to contemplate on anything. And you start saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. Right? So what does he say? This is exactly what happened with, with Paro. What happened with, with King Paro? He says, let them work heavier load. You think Paro needed more straws? You think he needed more, straw, more straws? 
He couldn't care less. He had so much. He already built pyramids. He, why is he telling the Jews, bring me more straws? You think he needed the straws? The Messiah is very beautiful. He says, he just wanted to keep them busy. So they didn't have time to think. And they didn't have time to rebel, rebel against, against him. That's what the Yetzirah does. He occupies your mind with garbage all day long. Ba, 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 ba. So at the end of the day, what, what happened to the day? The day's gone. What did I do? Zero. That's his, that's his victory. If you understand his game, you have to know, you, you know, if a good football team watches game film and sees what the defense is doing. So you have to realize, wow, my, I can't believe the Yetzirah is taking me on a wild goose. I don't even know where I'm going. It's like a guy's going on a cab, all of a sudden, he's going to Miami airport, he's, he's taking him to Fort Lauderdale, and when he gets to the terminals, he realizes, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong airport. Well, why didn't, you, why didn't you do that when you were 95, before you got to, to realize you were going the wrong way? So that's the Yetzirah. Sahara. You have to understand the Yetzirah Sahara is there to blog your mind and to say, I don't have time. That's his mission. So if you understand that, if you don't have time to contemplate, if you don't have time to stop what you're thinking about, then you can never control your mind. Your mind is going to be mind full of you know what. So that's the number one thing we have to realize. We have to realize that we have to be able to take control of the day, control of the hour, control of the minute. And that's going to help us get out of slavery. Because if not, we're going to be in slavery. Remember the Eight Sahara, good thoughts, Yetzirah is responsible all day long for blogging your mind. So his job is. Look, look what he says here, Rav Nachman says in Lesson 54. Okay, he says here, Every single day has thought, word, and deed, and the Holy One, blessed be He, contracts Himself to you. Hashem brings you hints every single day on how to bring you closer to Him. If you want. If you're interested. Not everybody gets this, by the way. If you're focused on the day, that means... If I'm future-oriented, I'm always having anxiety over the future, I can never catch the hint for today because I'm always thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. If I'm thinking about the past, I'm depressed, I can never get the hint for today because I'm always in the, in the past. It's so important to, to exit your mind and enter the moment because otherwise you don't get the hint. You don't get the hint. You don't get the hint on what you're supposed to do. You understand? So he's saying here, God contracts a person to himself and arranges for him thought, word, and deed according to the particular day, to the particular person, to the particular place, and he gives him hints through thought, word, and deed, and he arranges for him to come closer to him. So what does a person have to do, Rabbi Nachman says here, you have to rigorously immerse yourself in these hints that you're getting every day. Did you get the hint? No, I'm, I'm thinking about something else. We're talking. Did you get the hint? No, my mind is over here. Imagine you tell an employee what to do, and the employee says, what, what, what did you say? What would you think of that employee? You're like, listen, you get paid to work. You don't get paid to think. You get paid to work. Take notes. What would you think of that employee? What would you think of an employee that tells you, I don't know, what, what did you say? That's what's happening. That's what's happening. That people are getting the hints. God's sending you hints. He's sending you a parachute. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. That's what's happening. That's what, that's, the, that's what happens. So unfortunately, if you don't get this right, if, we don't, if we're not able to be focused on the moment and be mindful, then our mind is occupied. Then Rav Nachman says very simple. Assuming, he, he says, for example, the Holy One will, will help a person according to his effort. That means if he's serious. If you're serious. If you're serious, you want to get married. If you're serious. Not, you know what? 
I'm dating a girl now, but when you have somebody for me, let me know. I'll, I'll dump her and then you bring her to me. I said, do me a favor. That's not serious. That's not serious. I'm talking about people being serious. When you're serious, God will send you a hint on exactly what you want to do. All you have to do is put a little effort. You don't have to succeed. People think, oh, if I don't succeed at his bodhidud, I'm nothing. You don't have to succeed. You don't, what do you know what succeeding is? It's all about putting an effort on going in the right direction. You put in a little effort, God will open up everything for you. you everybody's focusing, well, I don't feel nothing in his bodhidud. I don't feel the moon. I don't feel the stars. <laughs> what, what are you supposed to feel? A cloud? No, the fact that you're humbling yourself to say, you know what, Hashem, I realize I'm not in control of my mind. I want to take a little bit to control my mind to focus on what I think about. Then you get help from God, and God helps you. And He sends you hints on how to get through it. Okay? So Lesson 54 tells us that all day long you're getting hints. I get hints every single day. I actually get hints, and through the hints that I get, you get classes out of it. How do you think I get the classes? How do you think there's 280 classes? I, I can't write this stuff myself. I get a hint from a conversation. I read something, next thing you know, I put it together. Here you go, here's the class. All about the hints, because I'm very focused on the hints. I'm very focused on being in the moment. Very important, very important. That's how you're able to hit goals. That's how you're able to, to deal with negative thoughts. You're able to recognize what you're thinking about. Okay? So lesson 54 tells us we have to be tre tremendously, tremendously focused on what we're thinking about. Okay? We're going to get to our, our, our home run soon, but not yet. Okay? So we understand that whatever we think about, whatever our beliefs are, right? Whatever we believe to be true, whatever your beliefs are, that determines your thoughts. We all agree with that, right? You can't, if a person doesn't believe they're going to get married, they start thinking, oh my God, there's no people in Miami. Right? But first is the belief. I can't, all of a sudden, the, the thinking about no people in Miami, first, it doesn't just come out of my mouth, blah, 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 blah. I have to be thinking about that. I have to believe that. Then I start thinking like that. You understand? Once you start thinking about that, once you start thinking, oh my God, there's nobody, there's nobody to marry in Miami. Then what happens? You start saying that. You get me? First it's a belief. Then it's a thought. Then it's speech. You don't just say, I'm never going to make it. I'm, I'm losing money. I'm never, I, don't have, I have bad mazal. You don't just say that. The Zohar says whatever you're thinking is actually you're speaking it out. So the, you got to go back to the belief. The belief is the key. The belief is, is what is my view? Do I believe in a new day? Do I believe every single day is brand new? Then I think differently. If I believe every single day is a brand new day, I completely change my thinking, I completely change my thoughts, I completely change what I say. Because whatever you say becomes your habits, right? And then, whatever your habits are over time, good or bad, become your values, and that becomes your destiny. You understand how this works? You can't change a thought without changing a belief. It's never going to work. It's never going to work, because at the end of the day, you don't really believe it. Yeah, 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 think good, think positively about getting married. But I don't believe it. So, yeah, I can BS myself for a couple minutes, but then the negative thought's going to come again. So we really have to change our beliefs. Changing the beliefs, changing the perception. One of the things in drug rehab, or any kind of therapy, it's proven based, it's called CBT therapy. Cognitive Behavior Therapy. It's probably the most common use therapy. 
It's where the patient talks to a therapist five to six months and they focus on dysfunctioning beliefs. How did you get here? How, why are you thinking like this? You understand? It's, I'm going to show you how this is really Rav Nachman talks about this. Dysfunctioning behavior. Why are you perceiving life like this? You understand? For example, I was working with a particular girl. She didn't believe she's 25. She didn't believe she was going to get married. So she all day long getting panic attacks, shaking like a leaf about not getting married. So she was very good for, for a week or two. She was, I told her what to do. All of a sudden, she has a breakdown. It was a complete breakdown. People have breakdowns. Okay, what? I said, how did you get the breakdown? What, what happened? What did you see? A commercial? What did you see? What, did, what happened at the breakdown? What happened? She went to a wedding. Right? And she, she said, wow, look at everybody married. I'm never going to get married. So she broke down. The whole two weeks went out the window. Now, she could have taken that same situation and she could have said, you know what? Next, next year, it's my wedding. She said, I'm finished. Everybody's married, not me. She got depressed. So all of a sudden, two reactions can cause two different results. One reaction can cause her to be depressed. Another one could be happy and saying, well, I can't wait for my wedding. You understand? It's part of you to, to interpret situations because things don't come with meanings. It's up to the person to interpret things the way he interprets it. If, he doesn't, does, if you don't do a good job interpreting things, that's going to be your, your thoughts. So we have to go into the dysfunctional beliefs, the dysfunctional thoughts that people have to go back to the source to fix the problem. You get it? Otherwise, <laughs> that's my result. So you break down, you have a panic attack, Next thing you know, you're taking anxiety pills. All you had to do is change your belief. And then you wouldn't have felt like that. That's a pattern. We, what we want to do is we want to break patterns. One of the things that the evil inclination does to you is he likes patterns. He likes habits. He likes when you do the same thing over and over and don't, and, and don't have the mind to change it. He loves patterns. The Greeks loved the Jew, that the Jews had patterns, that they went in circles. Because as long as you're going in a circle, where are you going? We want to break the circle. So now I gave you that example. Or another example would be, for example, a wife tells her husband, do me a favor, can you go get the mail? He can interpret it, yeah, no problem, go get the mail. Why? She probably thinks I'm lazy. Maybe why, did I, why, why did she tell me to get the mail? She probably thinks I'm lazy, that I don't want to go and get it. Next thing you know, she says, what are, you know what? They start fighting over mail. I see people fighting over the stupidest things in the world. All because he had in his mind automatic negative thoughts. She thinks I'm lazy. Next thing you know, you have shalom buy problems for, for a postcard. <laughs> you if you realize what people fight about, it's the most stupidest things in the world. The most stupidest things. But one postcard times 520 other incidents like this, what do you call? I have the wrong wife. Hashem, why did you do this? <laughs> then you start blaming God. You start blaming God. Why did you give me a wife like this? Then all, she, all day long, she's driving me crazy about the mail. Why are you thinking about that she thinks you're lazy? She never told you you're lazy. She told you to get the mail. These kind of things, these kind of little things is where you have to realize and you have to master. You understand? So that's what we're going to go into today to, 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 to realize what... I have to go back to, the, to, the, to, to my belief pattern. Where, where, why am I thinking like this? Why am I thinking like this? You understand? That's being mindful. Mindful means all she asked me was about the mail. She didn't say I was, I was, uh, she didn't say I, I, I was lazy. You understand? You have to go backwards and basically play replay and, and, and tell somebody, okay, here's an independent critic of, the, of this movie. Who do you think is right? 
And you would say, wow, what is, why would you act, react like this? You have to go back, back in time and, and see A equals B equals C. If not, then anything anybody tells you, react. Reality, depressed, anxiety, and that's your life. Okay? Some of the negative thoughts that we deal with, just I want you guys to understand, some of, what are the, some of the negative thoughts that people have nowadays? You, you see here people talk, all or nothing. They tell you it's all or nothing. All or nothing situations, right? It's either all or nothing, right? You have one day of work, business is finished. I'm finished. You know, people tell me business is finished. I'm finished. The advertising business is over, right? The retail business is over. Why? You had one bad day. It's over. The whole industry is over. Finished. That's it. Done. You hear that a lot of times. Jews love to exaggerate, you know? They're, they're getting out of Egypt. All they're focusing on is the melons that they had in Egypt. You understand? God's taking you. You're getting out of Egypt. We wish we had the melons and the, and the fish that we had in Egypt for free. You understand? It's like a guy saying, I'm getting out of jail, but I love that free food from Aleph Institute that I had when I was in jail. It's like, come on, like, where's your head at? Where's your head at? That's what people do. They love slavery. Because it's comfortable. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to think. You become a slave. Some of the other things that we, there, for example, anytime you say always, anytime you say never, these kind of people are always like this. These are all kinds of, these are negative thoughts. These are negative thoughts. For example, discounting the positive. Somehow, you know, I, I got very, very careful in this, in this concept. Somehow you can have a great day at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, you get great news. At 3 o'clock, you get news that's not so great. Next thing you know, oh, how was your day? Terrible. Somehow you forget about the 10 o'clock thing, but you, you remember the 3 o'clock thing. That's all you can focus on. That's a negative thought to, to realize, wow, stop. I didn't have a bad day. I have great news at 10 o'clock. What are you focusing on? If you're not in control of your mind, oh, what a day. But didn't you have, like you, you, you won the lottery at 10 o'clock and you got a speeding ticket at, at 2 o'clock and all you're telling people, I can't believe I got a speeding ticket. That's what happens. I, I, I catch people. And I catch people, I tell, didn't you tell me you had a good week, a good month? Oh yeah, I forgot. Again, these are negative thoughts. If you're not careful to go backwards and say, wait, 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 wait. Before we make a decision, let's stop and, th- and, 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 and take a moment to realize what I'm, what I'm saying. That's being mindful. Mindful means whatever I want to say comes out of my mouth. Big difference in reality. So again, mind reading, a lot of people are mind reading. This girl looks, is looking at me like this. She must hate me. She's talking about me. She hasn't even said a word to you. She has food in her mouth. She's a mind reader. You have the mind readers, the fortune tellers. You know, tomorrow they're going to do this to me. These are all negative thoughts that you have to realize. It's not true. We blow things out of proportion. These are all negative thoughts that are in your system. You have to be able to, to realize, why am I thinking like that? It's not true. It's a negative thought. Okay? So let's talk about Lesson 49. Obviously the last one is, is catastrophe. Catastrophe is one of the favorite ones that people do. Okay? So we know, we know anything we're going to focus on today is we realize a person has a situation. Everybody has situations. Especially, literally, we have to understand that before God created light, He created darkness. Chaos has to come before light. You can't beat the system. That's the way God created the world. That means any chaos that you have in your life, there should be an upside as long as you don't bury yourself in the chaos. Because that's the way God's creating the world. He creates the world day and then light. So people usually, when the chaos comes, they view life as a threat. The ones that win, they view life as a challenge. 
What's the difference between one guy sees a night as a challenge, another guy sees this night is going to destroy me? Depending on what meaning you give. So I know it seems soon. We're going to use the word simsum, is a contraction of light. That means God has to create the world every single day. Every single day, business has cycles, right? One day, real estate's great. Next thing you know, retail, people are selling stores right and left. Cycles of businesses all day long, different industries are going through constant cycles and cycles and cycles. This is life. You can have great Shalom Bayit for two weeks, all of a sudden, in order to get to a new level of Shalom Bayit, you're going to fight about stupidity. So you could say, well, my wife is crazy, or you could say, I must be going into a new high, because I can't remain at the same level all the time. Because in order to live, you have to have a heartbeat. That's the way life is. If you get accustomed to this, then you view, you view obstacles, and you say, obstacles make me stronger. The night must have a day to it. We all know we've succeeded in our lives. Any success that we've had in our lives, we ha we've had tremendous nights before, those before the great came. We, we, we all know that. Before you met your, your wife, your wife, your husband, you probably had a horrible engagement. You had, probably had a horrible... There's always an engagement, there's always that dark before the light. That's, you have to get accustomed to that, okay? So darkness precedes light. Realize why, why things happen to people, why darkness happens to people, in order for them to give them an opportunity to create a new day. That's the way God created the world. So we know situations happen to everybody. Our job is to do what? What, do we, what are our thoughts about the situation? What meaning do we give to, to, the, to the situation? That's going to determine your emotion. That's cognitive behavior therapy. We want to get back to the situation. Like the girl, she went to the wedding. That was her situation. Right? What did she do? She got upset. What happens? She got sad. She interpreted as, I'm never going to get married. Her, her, she became sad. Her behavior, she stayed home for two weeks. If she would have been happy, her behavior would have been, wow, I can't wait, I can't wait to meet the right guy, so I can also get married. Her behavior would have been, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled, I'm looking at every day brand new. This is critical in life, how you interpret things. How you interpret things, because otherwise, you, you close creation. That's what we're going to talk about now. So remember, everybody gets a situation, according to how you think about it, or what your beliefs are, that's going to determine your emotion. Two people can have the same curveball. One guy hits it out of the park. One guy closes down. Depending on how you are programming to view things. It's your view. Your view. You are the typewriter. Things happen. Remember, 80% of things happen. 20% is interpretation. 20% is how you interpret it. Very key. Because if you don't have a good interpreter, you got a bad ending. You got a bad ending. Okay? For example, people struggling with the bread, people struggling with any kind of goals, losing weight, they can interpret it, wow, I'm, it's not for me, I can't do it, I'm not good enough, I don't have what it takes. Or they could say, you know what, I must, it must require a certain amount of obstacles to get to this level, because there must be some greatness out of this. That means if I beat this addiction, there must be an amazing, amazing end to it. The one's going to give you willpower to continue, another one's going to shut you down. Again, it's up to you to interpret how you interpret things. Let's, let, let's get into Lesson 49. This is probably my favorite lesson in the whole Likuta Maharaj. It's absolutely my favorite. And this is exactly what I'm talking to you tonight, Lesson 49. It's actually CBT, for, CBT therapy. It's, it's evidence-based. It's actually it's shown studies, evidence-based. You don't even have to rely on Rabbi Nachman. It's evidence-based. 
that this is, the, this is the most effective therapy to help people. To help people with depression, anxiety, any kind of things, it's going back, backwards. Because you can't tell a guy, stop shaking from anxiety, if you don't realize what's causing him to shake. Why is he shaking? Why is he shaking? You understand? Lesson 49. So we know God created the world, right? It was infinite. There was, there was a tremendous amount of infinite, infinite light. What did God do in order to create His creation? He had to contract Himself and, and create His halahapani, this vacated space. This vacated space, I would say, is our heart. That means you are a co-creator. We speak about the concept of co-create. Co-creating all the time. You are going to have a vacated space in your heart, and that's going to determine what you think about, determines what you, what happens, what you create. Okay, I'm going to show you this concept here. This is, this is a hay. Okay? Show the camera. Moshe, you want to wake up? Moshe, wake up. I'm screaming at you getting wake up. The dollar versus the hay. You see? Show. Okay. Very important. Okay? This concept is one of the most important parts of your life. We know God's name is what? Yud, K, Vav, K. Across the board, everybody knows that, right? It's four letters. The first three, three letters are more or less given. The first two is Yud, Chochmah, means your thoughts. He represents Bina, understanding, right? The, last, the third one is Vav, which is our emotions. And the last one is the one we can control. The last one is He. That represents Emuna, speech, etc. This is the one you need to focus on today, is the last He. What happens is when you think negative thoughts, which we're going to talk about now, you, you're basically turning the hay into a dalut. You understand? What does the word dalut mean? Poor. When you think negative thoughts, what happens? You cut, you, you disconnect from God. You understand? You disconnect from creation. Until you change your mind and say, you know what? Why am I thinking like that? And you change the way you think, you go back to connecting God's name. As long as you disconnect it from God's name, nothing's good coming out of that situation. So people that are depressed, people that are in tough situations, if we don't get them to change that state, that's the reality. They become dalut. You understand? Because this, this last hey represents the last letter of God's name. So now we're going to realize, now we're going to go into the Torah. So we know that the world is created, the word Yetzira means creator, right? And the, because there are two Yuds, there's the Yetzir Tov and the Yetzir Hara. Yetzir Hara wants to make your life a Dalit and show you there's no hope. The Yetzir Tov shows you, what are you talking about? God's revealed in the world. Yetzir Hara tells you there's no God. Nothing's going to work for you. Yetzir Tov, your battle is these two Yuds. Your battle in life is to bring that, that, that little Vav, that little Yud back into life. To complete the hate. If we, if we, what is Teshuva? What does Teshuva mean? Teshuv, Teshuv, hey, Returning the hey. You get it? Going from the Dalin to the hey. Teshuv, hey. That means I have to return the hey. I have to fix my dysfunctional beliefs and return them from the Dalin to the hey. You understand? Whenever we're depressed, whenever we have anxiety, we're in a state of Dalut. We're not thinking clearly. We're cut off. Only when we change our mind, says, why, am I, why, why do I have anxiety about making money? Am I in control of making money? I can work, I can put in effort. At the end of the day, God's the one that's going to give and bless. 
the way that when you start thinking you can control your whole life by money, you can go to work, you can work hard, you can do everything you can. But the minute you start wanting to control where the arrow goes in life, then you become the dollar. And then, you, then this is what happens. Life's, people just get shut up. And they say, I can't get close to God. So remember, negative thoughts clog up your heart. They clog up your creation. They clog up your creation. What happens when you have a clogged heart? You have a heavy heart. Heavy heart means you're depressed. Heavy heart means I'm not praying. Heavy heart means I'm not doing anything spirituality because my heart is clogged. As long as you have a clogged heart, remember, you closed up creation. You closed up your creation. Now, if I decide, wow, I just heard a great class. You know what? I'm not going to think of this anymore. I'm going to make the shuva for the, for, the, for, the, for the dysfunctional belief. Next thing you know, my creation just started right now. The minute you, you change your mind, the way you think, you just, you just created the universe brand new. You could do that in, 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 in two months, you could do that in two minutes. You could do that in two years. You could do that in 20 years. That's the power of, of this. That's why a moon is so important. Why is a moon so important? Because you can't, I, I, I can't have a moona and have and be depressed. You understand the problem? You can't, even if you're bipolar, you can't be have a moon and be depressed. It just can't happen. Why this lesson is so important is because we are, we are created with these two yuds. We have to complete God's name. When we complete God's name, we bring the Dalit into perfection. When we think negative thoughts, because we have to realize, negative thoughts come from the Yetzirah. They're not you. They're fantasy. They're La La Land. It's just particularly for you to knock you out of your, your goal and your mission. Because if it was easy, everybody would have no Yetzirah. Then you wouldn't get any reward. <coughs> What's the reward of a guy losing 30 pounds? He had to fight his Yetzirah. He had to fight his evil inclination. Every time food is in his face, he had to fight. You understand? So the Dalit is your perception. So what is cognitive behavior therapy? What is cognitive? The guy comes in as a Dalit, and what are you trying to do? You're trying to make him into a hay. By changing the way he thinks, his perceptions, and telling that girl, by the way, your reaction only came to you because you went to a, to a, your reaction came to you only because you went to a wedding, and at the wedding, you started thinking about doomsday scenario, and that's why you're depressed. You shouldn't really be depressed. You have to go back to the dollar. So now what she has to do? You're right. It was just a party. It didn't mean I'm not going to get married. You got to go back into the hay. Got to go back into, now what do you do now? You make the shuva for your negative thinking. You put, you say, I am going to get married. You put the yud back. Hashem's name is created, and there goes your reality. You understand? It's a very powerful lesson. It's really the key to everything. It's to be careful. Why am I like this? I must be because I have a dysfunctional belief. It must be. Now, why is this difficult? Because you're going to get hit with a lot of nights in your life. You're going to get hit with a lot of nights in your life. No matter who you are, they're going to come at you right and left. Obstacles come at you, those are the nights. That's when a person has to be able to say, right now I'm in, I'm in, a, I'm in a team soon. A new day is being created, because night means a new day is being created. To me, night means, an obstacle means, wow, there's something good coming out of this. So what do I do? I create what I want to create. Another guy sees that night and says, it's finished, I tried. You understand? You have to say, there's a thing called ohms. Obstacles make me stronger. 
Obstacles are my, are my turn to create. You get it? When you have an obstacle, that's when you have to create. When things are going great for you, you have to do nothing. Just enjoy the ride. But when you get the obstacle, that's when you have to really realize, oh my God, I have to be careful not to fall in the state of Dalit because then I'm going to be, my heart's going to be clogged. If I have a clogged heart, I'm done. I'm depressed. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to think positively. This is, this is probably the most important lesson. What happened with me when I was going through my situation, I started already acting as it was over. I, I started acting like I was free. I started telling everybody I'm free. I'm free as a bird. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm free as a bird. I had to literally already create that reality for me. Because I said, a year and a half I'm creating garbage for me. What is that helping me? It's making my life miserable. What did I have to do? I, had to, I was acting ready like I, was, I, was, I had the reality. If I said, if you really believe you're going to get out of your situation, start acting like it. Start acting like it. If you really act like it, you'll attract it. Because what are you doing? You're really believing it. You're bringing the hay back into reality. You're bringing the hay back into reality. That's why a Muna, if you don't have a Muna, you can never make that switch. Now, how do you get the... How do you realize you have to stop? And sometimes you have to write down. If you're a little depressed or you're a little down, it's a good idea. What we want to do with the Yitzhahar, we want to take, take the skin off of him. First, write it down. Okay, I'm thinking about this. What does this mean to me? Right now, this means this to me. How can I change that meaning for something that I want? How could I make this dalit? How could I make this lemon to lemonade? Right now, it's a big lemon in my life. I need to make this lemon to lemon. How can I change the way I view, view it? For example, a girl broke up with you. You know what? Hashem, thank you. It wasn't meant to be. I'm going to create already the new customer. A new cu- a customer, all of a sudden you're waiting on him for six months, he drops the merchandise, I don't want to buy it. You get depressed. Hashem, I worked so hard. What are you supposed to do? Create the new customer. It's not easy to do this. But once you master this state, Dalit versus the hay. Your life, is, your life is completely different. Your life is completely different because why would you want to create something you don't want? Remember? Why, it's amazing how 90% of people, they focus on things they don't want to happen. All day long, I said, they tell me, I, can't, I think this is going to happen. Do you want it to happen? No. So why, why would you talk about it? Why would you think about it? Why would you say that? Do you want this to happen to you? No. Why, I don't want it to happen. I'm scared. By talking about it and thinking, you're giving it energy. Because what happens when we say? Whatever you think about, you're going to say, you're going to end up doing. This is mindfulness. Mindfulness means, hello, what am I thinking about now? Where am I? Stop. Stop everything. What state are you in? Are you in a dollar or are you in a hay? This is a constant. What do we do when we, when we go back? We bring that yud back. The yud is the thought. Yud represents thought. Yud represents Chochmah. Chochmah means wisdom. What did you took? You took a Dalit situation, you took a, a situation that had Dalut, and you brought it into the hay. So any situation a person has in his life, he has to realize that in order for him to change reality for himself, he has to change his from constricted consciousness, which means thinking negatively, thinking small, Dalit, to a hay. If I don't change my mind, I change the way I view things, if I don't go back to the trigger on, on, on the, on the giving me new meaning to the situation, then I can't have a different emotion. 
Impossible. Impossible. You can't. Think about it. If I, I have to go backwards. So I can't just say, oh, think positively, think positively. You know why it doesn't work when people do that? Because they don't go backwards and realize what's the trigger that's causing me to think this way. You have to go understand what's the trigger that's causing me this way. Like the girl. The wedding. Or like the wife in the, in, 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 in the mail. Or, 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 or the boss looked at me with a funny face. I, I'm going to get fired. So what happens? You have anxiety. Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. How am I going to pay for my house? Next thing you know, you're, you're freaking out. You call your friend. He looked at me wrong. Just change your perception. Change your, why are you thinking like this? Get your head out of the mud. This is the most powerful tool. Because if you do this, what, what, every time you hit a goal, you want to hit a goal. Oh, you're going to have obstacles. You want to lose 20 pounds? You're going to say, it's not working. Try a different diet. But the problem is, people don't, don't change. They just change what they eat, but they don't change their minds. It's like the guy having the lap band surgery. He should be doing surgery on his brain, not on his stomach. You understand? He's, got the, he's doing the wrong organ. Because he's going to eat again. You have to go back into the, into the fixing the brain, not the lap band. The lap band is the stomach. You have to change why are you eating this way. What's the trigger? Because remember, once we give up hope in life, then it's hopeless. We take medication. We rely on medication. We rely on other things. And at the end of the day, it's really, what are we doing? We're just interpreting situations the wrong way. That's why when you listen to classes every day, you have new dot. Oh, I listened to this class. Maybe I shouldn't interpret it this way. Don't you understand? It's really a big therapy, the classes. You're really doing it. It's really, it's really doing therapy because you're going into different, you're giving new situations come to you. You're giving different meanings to it. For example, we gave a class last week about forgiveness. Before, somebody pissed you off, look at this person did to me. Now, I, I changed my perception. What do I do now? I look at this person, I give him a kiss, I say, thank you for the opportunity you just gave me. Easier said than done, but it should not, two people would get insulted, one guy would say, I got the greatest opportunity not to ask for whatever I want. Another guy says, why are people always insulting me? I gotta get out of Miami. People thought, I gotta get, it's not Miami, it's not New York, it's your mind. You're, wherever you are, you, get, you have the same problem. It doesn't matter where you go, people always want to move. I have to move here, I have to move here. I said, you don't have to move anywhere. Just move, change your mind. Change your mind frame. What, this is the key. This is the key to every positive thinking, to everything in, in, in out there, is to go from the dollar versus the hay. If you don't feel good, if you have a negative emotion, Ask yourself, it's a call to action. There's a reason why I'm feeling this way. I, have a, I don't have the right perception. So now, when you have shell and bite issues, your wife screams at you, you could say, you know what? I could say, wow, this wife, forget it, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. You could say, she probably had a rough day. She's probably screaming because she had a rough day. Let me, let me help her. Let me reinterpret the situation. Again, you can't have emotions. You have to be outside, you have to be the key to this is you have to be a, a critic of yourself. You understand? You have to literally be a critic. You can't be, I'm sorry, you have to be an independent critic. You can't be in the emotions. You have to be out, walk outside the emotions and say, I'm going to deal with this on my soul level. My soul level has no interest in, in being right or being wrong or thinking negatively or thinking happy. My soul just wants to cleave to God. My, my ego wants, wants to, to, to bash things up. So, again, think about it. The only way we change our reality in life is if we take the same situation and we change our meaning of, our, of how we interpret situations. Once we do that, 
that's the beginning of your life. All right? And that's how you make the Dalit versus the hey. You complete God's name. It's, it's going to take a lot of practice. I've been doing this for three, four years. So for me, I get right away. Dalit versus the hey. Why am I thinking like this? I'm thinking like this because of this, this, this. Put in the formula, you have your mind back. In, in, you, only, you only gave your mind away for, two, for five, ten minutes. Instead of, I used to give my mind away for six months, seven months. Seven, seven months at least on my mind. Here you go. That's what happens. So we go back to this, this, this formula. Dalit versus Dahe. It's very practical. It's a practical tool. And that's it. That's it. That's all you need. All right? All right, guys. That's today's class. Thank you.